It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Phil Bliss of Business Visionary and welcome to Toronto's Podcast, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for the great insights from entrepreneurs across Canada. So you can listen discover and engage. Today, we are with Jeremy Lundy, whose company, TechCorrect, offers test automation and development acceleration consulting for software development projects. Jeremy, welcome to Canada's podcast. The first question I always like to ask people is, how did you get started? Tell me a little bit about how you became an entrepreneur, you know, your, your journey to get from where you were to where you are now. It's, it's always interesting. Everyone gets there different ways. So um, basically what uh, I was working for uh, a large telecom uh, company and uh, I had gone out, I was managing a development unit and I'd gone out to ask uh, the market for someone to come in and help with basically test automation and uh, sort of what are now called DevOps practices to come in and uh, set up my test automation framework, uh, train, train my staff to be able to maintain and extend that framework, um, and then leave because I did not want to have, uh, you know, long-lived consultants in my organization. And I was told that that didn't exist, and uh, even if it did exist, I couldn't afford it. So um, <laughs> I, I, I noted that down at the time, and I said, well, someone should definitely do that. Uh, when it basically came time to uh, leave that company, uh, my business partner was also in between jobs and we sort of sat down and we talked about a couple of ideas that we had. And uh, we were both in positions financially where starting our own company wouldn't be the most insane thing in the world. That's important. Yeah. That's proven to maybe not be true. It's still <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, we were both in a position where it was sort of a, if we were going to try it at any point now seemed to be the correct point. And so we decided to start the company and offer the services that I was looking for in my prior position. So you explained a little bit about what your company does, but what does it do exactly, you know, in terms of who do you sell to sure. or should I say who buys from you? So uh, the, the main people that we like to talk to are companies that uh, either build software for sale or software for internal use, software for operations, and uh, are really at a point where they're starting to scale their development team. So a lot of times, if you're, say, a startup company or you're a very small team, you're able to run at speed and you're able to uh, because everyone is so involved, you can sort of get by without having a lot of bulky frameworks around because you can just sort of talk to people. And, you know, if you have a team of three people, there's, there's no reason to communicate via, say, a ticketing system or a backlog management system or something like that. You can just yeah. talk person to person. When you start to scale a team like that, though, uh, when you start to onboard new developers, um, if you don't have the appropriate framework in place, you can basically say, okay, well, here are three new developers. Here are three existing developers. 
now need to train these three developers. So if we take one person and have them do the training, you're sacrificing 30% of your development capacity to just bring the new people online. So what we do is, is we help companies, uh, help team, help software development teams focus on building infrastructure as code, test automation, development, and test environment and production environment parity so that people don't have to go and say, well, here is how you set up your development environment and here's how you commit code and get it into production. We, we help companies set it up so that all of that is written down and automated so that they don't have to spend as much time training people on the vagaries of how the development process works. Okay. You're from Toronto. We were talking earlier and you've been to other places, but you're back in Toronto. What are the benefits of doing business in Toronto? And, you know, the other side of it is what are the challenges of doing business in Toronto? Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. I think uh, I love Toronto. I, I can't imagine being anywhere else at this particular time. I think that um, one of the great things about Toronto right now is the tech community is fairly active. There's a lot of uh, sort of meetups and conferences going on all the time, really good opportunities to network. I think that, and this is sort of just something that I picked up from going to those types of events. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think there's a certain lack of free-moving capital, shall we say, on the startup side. So I, I, I think I, I, I talk to a lot of people that are, are in the startup space, and they have a really hard time finding... Um, you know, venture capitalists, uh, angel investors who are willing to sort of take the plunge with them because there's, it's just such a smaller market compared to Silicon Valley. So and a, a lot of companies that are able to capture a bit of imagination, they end up going down to Silicon Valley, finding capital down there and then coming back and building their product in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to fix that because I do not have billions of dollars to invest in startups, which is, yeah, so I'm, I'm part of the it's, problem. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's, it's a kind of interesting thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but it's been going on for 30 years. The sad thing from my perspective is it hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. If you really want capital, sometimes it's best to leave town and go to San Francisco or Boston or London, even not London, Ontario, London, London England, and, yeah. and, and find it there. No disrespect to London, Ontario, just make sure. Uh, so, you know, the sort of benefits, I mean, but Toronto's an, I mean, I'm from Toronto. What's a, Toronto's an awesome place. Why would you recommend it to other entrepreneurs who are looking to start a business? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that from a talent perspective, it's a, there is a lot of talent constantly coming into the city. Even from a, in someone looking for a job perspective, there's a lot of businesses moving into Toronto and snapping up talent. I think that uh, one thing that, I frequently run into is is you go to a you go to a networking event, someone's like, I just landed in Toronto from you know place X last week. Uh, do you know of anyone hiring? And I'm like, well, send me a resume. I'll do a quick review of it. I'll send it around to five people. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, is that the majority of the time, by the time the person, by the time I follow up and say, hey, have, have you sent me that resume yet? They're like, oh no, I already found a job. Don't worry. <laughs> It's a bit like that, yeah. Market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So really talent, if you can get it. Okay, so the, yeah. but there, there is a lot of it, though. The interesting thing is uh, our best ideas often come when we least expect them. So mm-hmm. how do you disconnect, you know, recharge, 
get inspired, you know, in and around Toronto? What's your process? From a disconnect and relax uh, type of type of thing, I, I really enjoy the amount of uh, sort of sports that are going on in the city. Um, obviously, the Raptors just won the championship, which was fantastic, and I followed that pretty closely. Previously, I was I, I am a I am a fairly large Jays fan, but I think this might be a season or two that will be lost <laughs> history. And uh, I, I, I really enjoy going to the uh, Toronto Wolfpack game, the rugby league that started up in Lamport Stadium down in Liberty yeah. Village. Um, I'm, a, I'm a rugby union guy, so I... I, I oh, I, well, apologies. apologies. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy the working man's game. <laughs> Actually, I played rugby union in high school. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, I, I enjoy both, but the fact that there's this pro team that yeah. is across uh, the Atlantic and yeah. and bashes the hell out of yeah. all comers, is, is it's, it's so much fun to watch. What are you most excited about in, in your business these days? The, the the biggest thing that we're focusing on right now is is our marketing and sales process and um and we're working with uh with another small company to sort of build that out. It is interesting to see uh how certain actions like a LinkedIn post or a blog post, we're about to find out what a video uh does as far as driving traffic to what's mm-hmm. what the website and measuring how actions result in contact coming inbound. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as a, as a very technical person, uh, the hubris perhaps that I had when I started the company and said, well, anyone can do sales and marketing. That's easy. The hard part is the technical bit. Uh, I was so completely wrong <laughs> about that. Um, that uh, I think that's the most, that's the most interesting thing that, that I'm learning about. Uh, most rapidly. Yeah, well, having grown up in technology marketing, yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, demand is always uh, is always interesting. Demand generation. You know, what's been the greatest challenge so far that you've faced in in, in your business, and maybe in your industry, which is sort of the software side of things, really. Sure. So, I think that um, one of the biggest challenges I in software right now is change averseness if mm-hmm. that's a word mm-hmm. um i think that uh a lot especially with larger organizations um the ability to uh experiment and fail is really discouraged and has a really poor perception like i, I, I talk to people all the time about um you know the the situation that they're in and maybe that situation is, you know, they're, they're not getting changes done as fast as they think. They're also not willing to change the way in which they do things. They're worried that if they change to something that is, uh, that perhaps reduces the speed that they already have, they're not willing to go through that hockey stick transformation where you, you do a bit of investment to get a larger return on, on the other end. So, yeah, I think that like discussing that and really bringing measurements into how fast the process is going. And then when you change that process, how fast are you going after that? Especially when you're maybe making changes that before and after hard to compare, like sort of you, you, you're switching from apples to oranges. Well, okay, you have more oranges, but what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, based on where you are now, what you know now, what do you wish you'd known when you started your business in Toronto? Um, marketing 
is is just as if not more important than actually having a working service having like under like we've spent a lot of time focusing on okay what what is what is our what is our engagement process going to be and so we worked that out and we came up with uh, and we and we've done it a few times and and we we've seen the success of it but without being able to you know communicate that and actually get that in front of the right people it's sort of useless <laughs> i mean we the way the way that we've gotten our, our our contracts to this point has been you know largely uh you know person to person communication networking yeah. events and that's and that's great but when you try and get outside of that communicating in written and online social media forms is so much more difficult than i could have possibly understood i could go back and tell myself before i'd be like figure that out before you start product development and marketing are the only two investments in a business you know that's 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 my, that's my belief what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received i think actually like the best piece of advice uh i've received was probably uh from my uncle because when, when we were starting we basically you know we started going to all these startup uh, events and everyone was talking about mm -hmm. you know, investment and uh capital and equity and you know debt-based financing and, and and that type of thing and I, I so we were writing up our business plan and i sent it over to my uncle for review uh both my uncles for review and they both pretty much said like well okay if you think you can make money don't take money just go and make the money and then you'll be fine like <laughs> Don't focus on raising money and giving away pieces of your business if you can just instead go and perform the business, basically. So I think that saved us a lot of, um, a lot of time in, uh, because we didn't sort of go the traditional startup route and go to market and try and get capital and all that stuff. Good, good. That, that's good for people to hear. We're now going to do some what I, we term rapid-fire questions. So sure. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Just answer them as quickly as possible. You know, don't think too much. And let's sort of see where we end up. Sure. So first one is, if you weren't doing what you do for work now, what would you be doing instead? Ideally, something in sports. I mean, my, the joke that I well, – not the joke, I'm dead serious. The thing that I tell my wife, is that when I retire, I will be uh, splitting my time between being an usher at a baseball stadium mm -hmm. and being a marshal on a golf course. <laughs> cool. That's so I've got the retirement plan figured out. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Which is, and my retirement plan is just two jobs. <laughs> okay. what, what books are you currently reading and what book would, or books would you recommend to our audience? I am not the biggest reader. So I... That's okay. <laughs> I think I've been uh I think I've been reading um it's a it's a novel it's called uh and now I become invincible which is sort of a superhero type novel mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. the perspective of the villain so it, it's interesting to read when Yeah I, I find this this you either get avid readers or passive readers like if you like and and some people love to read about what they do and other people love to read about the opposite you know exactly. it's, it's kind of interesting how how you do that if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be, and why would it be that one? Um, 
I would pick the word. I know you said answer as quickly as possible. I I would pick the word big. How about that? I, I find myself big in pretty much every regard. So I find that people tell me I have a big personality. Um, I'm pretty big into. I I, I go. I go big into uh, into the uh, pursuits that I pursue, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd say that. Okay, that's good. Uh, hopefully, things like big thinker as well. So that that's <laughs> exactly. cool. Yeah, that's good. It's a good thing. What's keeping you up at night? Um, I mean, occasionally when I turn on Twitter and I see what what's what's going on in the world, that sometimes uh, that sometimes concerns me. But I'll I'll, I'll steer clear of, of anything more specific than that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> People people can read into that whatever they may and they can yeah, okay. view it from themselves. Yeah, I mean that that obviously is a is a bit of a concern. Um uh, the long term future of the business um is something that I think about quite frequently. You know, stuff that's going on with friends and family that Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much I think the things that keep up most people at night is probably what keeps me up. What's your favorite place in the world and, and why is it your favorite place? Yeah. Uh, Dunedin, Florida. Uh, oh, that's because of baseball. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, uh, it is my, it is my favorite place to go. And I, it's, I, I started going that like after I got my first job, um, the first actual working man's vacation that I took, uh, was down to spring training baseball. And I was the happiest person that has ever existed. And every time I've been down since, so, so, you know, so if you could choose your most favorite place to go and you could get there free, would it be Dunedin or would it be Absolutely. somewhere else? Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So what I find with entrepreneurs is they tend to have routines. So what are the three non-negotiables that have to happen? And I don't know whether yours is a morning routine or an evening routine. Uh, the things that have to happen in a day. Um, I'd say I, I'd say the the mid afternoon coffee is is a big is a big one for me, um, mm-hmm. and, and also for uh, my business partner. Where we have a local coffee shop we like to go to, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's and we sort of know everybody there, and it's it's mm-hmm. good to go in and sort of take that fifteen minutes, disconnect, and then you know refresh. Basically, I think that's yeah, okay. All right. So this is what we ask everybody. I don't know that you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, yeah. There's the beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean. It's got one phone booth and it's got no internet. We, we drop you off there. You know, there's no technology at all. So you, you, know, you don't even have a, a computer. Uh, you can use the phone booth at any time on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. How long would you last before making the phone call? And what would you do? Um... Do they play baseball on the island? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I, I think I, I would probably, I could probably take, you know, if, if it's a sunny tropical island, I could probably make that work for yeah, probably a couple months. But then eventually I'd probably get pretty, uh, pretty bored. And, and yeah, then I would, I would, I would view it as a, as a vacation and then come back refreshed, okay. I think. Okay. That's interesting. That's coming to the end of the session, but I really want, I mean, this is sort of about entrepreneurs communicating with others. Sure. You know, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, and do you want to add anything before you leave us today? 
Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm on uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Both are G- just Jeremy Lundy. From there, you can find uh, the, the website, my company and the website. If you go to devopsdesignbuild.com, that's, that's uh, the easiest way to get to for a company. We're launching our YouTube video actually after I get off this call with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that has a, hopefully a, people find it a succinct description of what we do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, listen, Jeremy, thanks for coming on to Candice Podcast. It's really been interesting. Uh, hope things go well with the, the YouTube launch. Great. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time today to listen to Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters or write a review for us on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at CanadasPodcast.com, where you can listen, discover, and engage. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'll see you next time.